Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Moving the Needle with Jason Redman. I am so honored all of you guys are out there that you guys are driving forward. You are goal chasers. You are goal crushers. You are goal accomplishers. And every one of you out there want to know how to move the needle day in and day out. That is what elite performance do. That is what successful people do. And I am honored to have some needle movers on the show today. It is what it is all about. Of course, the show is broken into two parts. The first part, we like to talk about that point point A moment. Where are we in the start of our journey? And so many out, so many of us out there, there's so many challenges in that point A moment where we're like, the intimidation factor, how we get stalled, how we don't know how to move forward. So many people get action lock, as I like to call it, where they just don't know what direction to go. And then so many people, they don't do anything. And then in part two, we get into point B. How do we move forward? How did we move the needle? How did our guests get there? That is what it is all about. And I want to tell you, I've got some amazing guests today, guys. As a matter of fact, I can almost guarantee that you have heard of the work of my guests. I am honored to have on Mark and Crystal Hansen. Mark is the co-author of the globally known and wildly popular Chicken Soup for the Soul book series, which has sold, and you guys listen to this number, and if you have no idea about book sales, as an author, this is astounding. Half a billion copies. Half a billion copies. I'm going to talk a little bit about more in the interview about this, but along with Penny, more than 300 books. Guys, I got two, and Mark has helped churn out 300 books. Mark is also an amazing speaker. He specializes in keynotes for entrepreneurs, and I got to tell you, as an entrepreneur, it's so amazing. We're so blessed to have incredible, motivating speakers like Mark and Crystal get out there and help you drive forward through all the obstacles we find as an entrepreneur. And his beautiful and lovely wife, Crystal, is with him. She is a business strategist. She is an author herself. She is an entrepreneur, certified life coach, and also a wellness and nutrition expert. So I tell you what, she can help coach you through every aspect of your life. These two together, they are the dynamic duo. So we are honored to have them on. They just released their newest book, Ask, The Bridge from Your Dreams, your destiny. And there it is right there on the cover or uh, up on the screen. For those of you that are watching, you can see it. And today they're going to discuss how asking the right questions can help you move the needle in your life. Mark and Crystal, welcome to Moving the Needle with Jason Redmond. I am honored to have you guys on today. Thank you, Jason. We're so happy to be here with you. You're doing a great job. I love your energy, sir. Oh, well, thank you. I, hey, that's what it's about. It's about, you know the deal. I mean, attitude determines the outcome. So no matter how bad things are, we drive forward. If we can be, po- I like to call it positivity in the face of negativity. In this day and age, it is, uh, we need it so much. Um, you know, I know you guys are getting that. I mean, how are you guys dealing? I mean, right now, right out of the gates, how are you guys doing? We're recording this in September of 2020. And we're in the middle of COVID. We're in the middle of some civil unrest. Both of you are known for your positivity, for motivating, inspiring. How are you two doing in the middle of all this? You know, we feel really blessed, Jason. I mean, we're moving forward. We work at, our offices are out in our home anyway. So it wasn't that much of an adjustment in terms of like what we do every day. And fortunately, podcasting is so popular that, you know, <laughs> we released our, our book in the middle of a pandemic. Um, so we had a lot of live events that had to be canceled. But the beautiful thing is we've been able to reach so many people 
through podcasting and we don't regret going forward with the book because so many people have come back to us and said, thank you for this message. It's exactly what we needed right now because, you know, um, the book Ask, the, the Bridge from Your Dreams to Your Destiny is the way forward. You know, we, we wrote it because people get stuck and what Mark and I realized um, throughout our entire lives, every challenge we've been through, um, when, when it's come right down to it, the way we got out of it was to ask the right questions. And oh my gosh. And so much about that. I, I'm, we just finished an executive summit, uh, with this new company I'm working with, and we brought in a facilitator to help us really drill down into the niche core values, all the fun, the foundational things that every company needs, every individual needs. And he was really good at that. He did so well at peeling the onion back and getting us to ask the right questions to find that right answer. And I, I love that you brought that up, Crystal. All right, let's, let's dive into, I want to go back. I want to go back to, first off, how, Mark, you, you set out on this path. And because uh, I'd love to know, you and Crystal came together, not that, you know, uh, uh, over 10 years ago, you came together. Uh, and now I've created this beautiful message, but it didn't start out that way. You were a young man many years ago. And uh, as a fellow author, I know much, I know how much hard work goes into a book and putting, putting it into a proposal and shopping it around to uh, uh, book production houses and, and, and the rejections. No, we don't like your book. So I know how much work goes into that and how even selling 100,000 copies is a major accomplishment in the book market, much less to sell a million. And you have sold 500 million books. I don't even think people can comprehend the, the capacity and, and the impact of that. I mean, that literally is, is a global impact. You have impacted people all over the world with this incredible, incredible positive message. So I would love to know, here you are, incredibly successful guy, books recognized all over the world, standing on stages, motivating and inspiring. Let's go back to the beginning. Who was Mark Hansen when you were a kid? And did you have big dreams back then? Did you ever think when you were a kid, man, someday I'm going to make an impact on the world? Or did that start to develop as you grew up? You know, maybe you encountered some things that you were like, you know, I think there's more to this life that I could make an impact. I'd love to hear about that. Okay, so... Back being nine years old, my parents are Danish immigrants. They have a little bakery, but they don't make any money selling five-cent rolls. And dad, obviously, when I got three brothers, four of us, uh, one take over the bakery. Well, that wasn't my goal. My goal, I said, dad, I don't know what a white glove guy is, but I think I'm one of those guys. And, and I hope to grow up to be an intellectual. We had no books in the house. So it was sort of weird. But at nine years old, I wanted this bicycle. And I, one of the principles we teach is visualizing is realizing. You know, what you see is what you get with your inner eye, not your outer eye. You got to have it inside before you can get it outside. And I, I, I pondered that bicycle every night. And I beat my dad up. You know, he said, you can have it, you're 21. I said, no, 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 <laughs> no, I'm nine years old. I've got energy. He said, finally, I said, can I have it if I earn it myself? I sold, I read Boy Scout Life magazine, which I'm sure you've seen. And it said, you can sell greeting cards on consignment. He said, what a great idea. Went up to every neighbor, snow is deep. I was born in Waukegan, Illinois, outside of Chicago. I said, I'm earning my own bicycle. Would you like to box, buy one box of Christmas cards or two? I sold the most ever. I got the number one greeting card salesman. 30 years later, same company flies into my offices. Then I was in Costa Mesa, California, our offices. And uh, they, they say, well, we want you and Jack to write these. So I wrote all the greeting cards. Jack okayed them. 
and we sold 897,000 boxes at Christmas that year in grocery stores. So it's amazing how karma works. 30 years later, you're crushing it again. So that that's <laughs> awesome. And you know, some people just have that entrepreneurial spirit. I love that. And I got to tell you, that is an amazing fact that you guys did not have books. I mean, I guess it just wasn't part of your life, but it's still, it just shows you how inquisitive you were that you were like, I, this is what I want. This is where I want to go. And that is the power of pursuing our dreams. Well, I, I'm not putting down my parents. Remember, they were Danish. And my dad, came, as a military guy, you like this. My uncle Sven was head of military intelligence in Denmark, created the black band. He was 14 years older than my dad, Paul. And Uncle Sven brought all the Jews into Denmark uh, from Germany into Denmark to save them during World War. And then he came up to my grand, my dad, who was 14, kissed his cheek, said, here's a $100 bill. I get goosebumps telling you this, Jason. And a passport, I'll never see you again. You're going to America. And can you imagine coming to a country with no language, no friends, no, he had been trained as a baker, but did not, not, you know, as a little kid, he's still a kid. At 14, I, don't, I know you think you know a lot, but you don't know very much. I didn't know much at 30. It took me that long to grow up. So I got a whole book written about it. So much less 14. I'm so. 72 and I still don't know much. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Crystal, you also have your own long tag of accolades and amazing successes. When was that moment for you? Who was Crystal Hansen back when she was a young lady, when you were kind of looking at the world? What drove you forward to want to make help other people and now to be, you know, together with Mark, you guys are out there delivering this positive message. Did you always have this positive mindset, this entrepreneurial mindset? Well, it's interesting because, you know, I was one of those kids who found high school to be really easy and I had this restlessness about me. And so when I, I graduated um, from high school, I accelerated my curriculum, graduated at age 16 and married my boyfriend who was five years older, said he couldn't live without me. So not a good life plan, right? I would have, I would have had a heart attack as a father. Like, right, like, right. Oh, right. No, my parents were totally freaked out, but somehow I convinced them that this was the, the right thing to do. And they were going through a divorce at the time. So I was sort of like, I'll show you how to live your life. You know, I thought I had oh, all the, I got that. Yeah. We're so smart yeah. as kids. Yeah. Let, me, <laughs> let me show you how to be a mature adult. I'm going to go off and get married. So, uh, two and a half years later, I'm in a city by myself, no friends, no family little baby on my hip, but no idea how I'm going to survive literally and divorce, divorce, So, um, I applied for food stamps and I, I remember going to the grocery store that day, you know, ready to exchange my food and diapers for the food stamps. And I, it is like this, I, this thing hit me. I had this huge epiphany and it was like, this light was shining on my head going, this question dropped into my mind. And it was like, how did you get here? And then followed by the second question, are you really doing the best you can to get out of this situation or are you taking the easy way out? And instantly when my mind asked that question, I knew the answer. I knew I wasn't doing the best I could. And so I just kicked this conviction off inside of me like instantaneously. This, this all happened in a millisecond, this whole process. And as I was handing the food stamps over to the woman at the cashier. I was, I did it with saying to myself, this will not be my future. Never again. Mm. And I don't even think I finished the food stamps, but I went home and I'm like, okay, what do I do now? Cause all I had were questions. I really didn't have any answers. So I started asking the questions. How can I go to work tomorrow? What, how can I make money tomorrow? So I'd heard about, you know, temporary service agencies, uh, like Kelly services, 
called them up. How do I, how do I get a job with you guys? So they said, fill out the paperwork. We'll start sending you opportunities. And I started doing all these jobs. You could pick, you could say yes or no. And then I realized that you could, there were three other uh, agencies. So I registered for two more because then I had a wider selection of jobs and I started doing all these different things. I found really interesting, you know, filling in at attorney's offices and doing, working at sales um, at convention centers, you know, when conventions would come through town. And I just started discovering a lot about myself. Like I really was, I like business, I like sales, and I really loved working with people. And so I decided to put myself through real estate school, got my real estate license. And in the meantime, someone said, you should go to you know, do some modeling. So I, I approached the, our, the biggest agency in our town. Oh, you them, too? They say that to me all the time. <laughs> I you know, I'm like, I'm okay. So, I no. <laughs> I didn't see that. Um, so, so yeah, so fortunately, I asked them if they'd sign me and they did. So literally a year and a half from the time that I was turning those food stamps over to the cashier, <clears throat> a year and a half later, I ended up working for the biggest home builder in our valley, and I became the number one salesperson with our company. And I'm getting all these residuals from because I had done a couple television commercials for the modeling agency, and so they forced you to you know join Screen Actors Guild, which gives you these great benefits. So I had like the best insurance for my little boy, myself, and I just was so grateful. And I thought back so many times, like I'm so thankful that I was able to ask myself that tough question, those tough questions. And even more importantly, that I had the courage to answer them honestly, because it would have been so easy for me. I had every excuse like, oh, poor me, I'm this young mother, you know, and just cascade down into my misery. And I'm just so thankful that I, did, that I didn't. That's why I love, I believe in the power of asking the right questions. And Mark and I determined that in the book, we talk about there are three channels through which you need to learn to ask. And that is ask yourself, ask others and ask God. And each of each of those is equally important. So powerful. And both of you, I mean, it really came down to that moment. I mean, Mark, as a young man, you know, you, you guys couldn't afford that bike when you were a kid. So you said, well, where can I go? How you took ownership of yourself to make it happen. And, and, and same with you, Crystal. Um, you know, it's so funny or not funny, but I, I had a similar moment in my life where I failed as a young leader in the military and really pretty, pretty amazingly, uh, and, uh, really ended up getting ostracized for some of the mistakes that I had made. And I really pushed back against it. I was in denial and it finally reached a moment where I was close to rock bottom where just like you, Crystal, I asked myself, how did I get here? And where do I go from here? And I remember asking myself that. And there's a natural tendency to want to blame everyone around you. And, and I call this the victim versus victor mindset. You know, there's so many out there who want to be the victim. Oh, you know, somebody else put me there. It's somebody else's fault, you know. And they're waiting for someone to come along and save them when the reality is we all have that power once we figure that out, how we can drive forward. And it was the same thing for me. I figured out, dude, you put yourself here. So let's get up and go. And I love that about you guys. So obviously this is what inspired the book. Is that the, I mean, for both of you. And what we're hitting on here, Jason, is that a lot of people hanging out by their fingernails because they've been locked on six, seven, eight months, depends on when you started or where you are. Because we're talking to people around the world in different places got hit bad and they're sequestered and they're shut down. Eight billion of us, not just one of us saying, oh, poor me and I'm a victim. What you're saying and what we're, my middle name is just the best name ever. I think my mother picked it. 
you know, Martha, Mark Victor Hansen. And when I ran for student body president, <laughs> Martha Victory Perfect. with Hansen. I love it. Yeah. So, but back in 1974, I was doing $2 million worth of construction in New York. I built the Wall Street Racket Club, Botanical Gardens, geodesic domes and all that stuff. And I crashed and burned because I was building out of plastic, my best, worst experience. And I felt it ostracized so much that I wanted to slash my wrist. And for six months, I was sleeping in front of another guy's room. And then I asked the question, just like you said, you know, yourself, ask others and ask God. And I said, wait a second. What I want to do is talk to people that care about things that matter that would make a life-changing difference. I'm living in Hicksville, Long Island, New York, paying $100 a month rent. I go to my three roommates and I ask them, I say, is there anybody out there speaking that's young, not a doctor, not a lawyer, not a general, and not a famous person? I said, oh, yeah, this kid's a few years older than you. He's in Hawpaw. He's really good. Go see him. I list this guy, mesmerize the audience like you do for 500 people. I go up to him afterwards. I said, Chip Collins, I'd like to take you to lunch. He became my best friend. He said, look, kid, the chance of you making it is one in a thousand. You ain't going to do it. But if you'll stay out of real estate, I own the five boroughs of New York. You do life insurance. And I said, I don't own any. He said, doesn't matter. I'll give you what to sell, how to say. Anyhow, I did a thousand talks a year for three years because everybody out there has got to re-pivot. We've got, and, and, and I define an entrepreneur is somebody who takes a problem, solves it for a profit. Pretty simple. Everybody's got a problem. Whatever your problem is, if it's acne, get rid of your acne and get rid of everybody else. Whatever the dang problem is, solve it for a profit. It's that simple. And you and in the back to blame is either you're going to blame or you're going to ask yourself, how am I going to learn from this experience, which you did with yours, she did with hers, and I did with mine? You know, it's... Uh, it, it... I, I, I talk about a concept called life ambushes. All of us get hit with these. I, so I was, I, was, um, I was shot eight times in an enemy ambush in Iraq. A devastating ambush. And, uh, but what I've come to find working with people all across the country, from wounded warriors to entrepreneurs, is everybody gets ambushed by life. We all, COVID is a life ambush. It, it has ambushed so many businesses and individuals. And so many, we call the point of attack, the point of a crisis, the X. So many people in life get stuck on the X. And Crystal, you talked about that X, that moment you, when you were there, when you were going to get food stamps. And, and Mark, you talked about it, that moment. And I guarantee there have been more. In, in life, we all encounter so many life ambushes. We all get stuck on the X at one point or another. The difference is truly successful people figure out how to get off the X as quickly as possible. So what are some of the reasons that people tend to get stuck on the X, knowing that they are capable of more, but they're unable to take that, that next step? They're unwilling to get off the X. Right. And a lot of times, you know, Jason, we get frozen. We get frozen in our own state of mind. Because, and it's fear that's, you know, that steps in. We start to feel unworthiness, fear. We don't know what to do. And that is why, exactly why Mark and I wrote this book, because asking is the only mechanism that always has the ability to reveal what is hidden, right? And if you just remember, no matter how badly you're feeling, no matter how stuck you feel, no matter how hopeless you feel, if you start to take this asking journey, I promise you, these answers will be revealed, asking yourself, asking others, and asking God. And so that we just thought, as we meet so many people around the world, we have discovered everybody has like four times more talent than they'll ever use in one lifetime, right? We really do. People are wonderful. But we started re recognizing, like, what is the difference between people who get stuck and don't move forward, 
don't express their talent, don't reach the levels of success they're meant for, it's because they stop asking. Okay, because as we're ch- as children, we all come into this world perfectly coded. We're you know God sends us here. We're curious. We ask a million questions. We want to know who, what, when, where, why, and we want to ask for more, more, more. Right, and that's okay. It's beautiful. That's our human spirit coming alive. But over time, whether it's parenting or you know going to school or jobs or military, whatever, life beats you up and. Uh, you told you know, quit asking me questions. Don't ask unless you're called upon, or you know, someone invalidates you, and you just start to get that crushed out of you. So you start to feel um, ashamed or embarrassed to ask, you know, because you might be look stupid or whatever. And we stop being curious, which is so sad because that is the life within us that's trying to express. So that's why we want everyone to take this asking journey with us because. We promise that is going to, whatever, we're all in this together, as as it's been said before, all over the place, but this asking journey will help you understand where you need to go from here, no matter who you are or how difficult it's been. So Crystal, if I'm understanding you correctly, and I, and I, and I truly love this, what you're saying is that communication with ourselves, with others, and with God is the critical component that enables that success. And you know what's so amazing about that is in, in military and in special operations, many years ago, I got tasked to do a, a um, we were developing a, a, a rapid risk assessment tool. And my commanding officer tasked me and said, hey, I want you to develop this tool. So I did. And I came up with these, all the different things that I felt like needed to be weighed in risk assessment. And he looked it through and he was like, this is really good. It really captures everything, but we're missing one thing. And I was like, yes, sir, what is it? And he said, communication. He said, it's number one. We need to put it at the top because it is absolutely critical. If we're not able to communicate across, it is the greatest contributor to the failure of the mission. And, And it's so amazing, the correlation in life and everything that you talk about in this book, our ability to communicate. I, I love this. Um, you, you, you interview a lot of people and highlight a lot of successful people in this book. So what questions do successful people ask themselves and what sets them apart from people who, who don't do that or who don't see themselves as successful? By the way, let me just do, I'll preface it and then do one story that fits here. Thank you, Jason. Is it, we wrote everything we knew about asking because we said, hey, wait a second, the asking journey is what made us. Everybody we met, and then we did all the research at all the Harvard and Cambridge and Stanford, and all of it said the same thing. Then we interviewed 26 superstars. The one I'd like to highlight is a great guy. His name is Jim Stovall, and Stovall wanted to be a football player, NFL. He gets recruited. They go in, and you read the story, so you know that he went. The, do- the doctor said, hey, kid, you're in, but you're out. Hey, I'm sorry. There's the worst news I've ever given another human being, but you will never play. You're going totally, absolutely, completely blind for the rest of your life within six months. Well, now he's self-incarcerated in a little nine-by-twelve room. I get goosebumps. That's truth to me. And he's got a telephone and a television and, you know, and a radio, and he's really feeling bad. He's an echo chamber of negativity, sort of like what people that don't know. We say shut off the media after 15 minutes. But Jim's parents say, go down to the blind meeting. He goes down to the blind meeting and sure enough sits with this great woman who's a blind stenographer. And he said, I used to love to watch TV and be able to see somebody throw a right hook or see some action. 
and somebody ought to do something. She said, whoa, this is the leverage of this whole talk with you, this, this half hour. Is it, wait a second, we're somebody, why can't we do something? Remember I said an entrepreneur looks at a problem, fixes it, and takes a big profit. They create narrative TV. 14 million people a month now watch narrative TV at $10. And if you're cited, you don't even know that it exists. But then I get a, a book from Jim, and it's called The Ultimate Gift, a great book. And I was asked to write. I'm selling 15 million books a year. And I go, oh, well, I haven't got time to read this or write it. And I, I've got to be honest or I won't do it. I read it, and it was such a wow. I wrote the back and said, this is such a clear book. It's got to be a movie. We well, end up making a hundred million dollars on the Ultimate Gift movie. If you haven't seen it, you need to see it on Netflix. He said, "If he lives a hundred years, he'll thank me in his prayers every day of his life." Wow! He dispenses pure wisdom. So we interviewed him for the book, and he finished with this greatest one of the greatest lines. He said, "I now write books that I can't see. I now make movies that I can't watch." What it means is that all the people that are listening that are in their pity party, which we talked about already, and you can drown in the pity party. That's the problem. Two inches of water. You and I know <laughs> you can drown. So it doesn't take a big pity party. The goal here is for all of us to teach people metaphorically to swim and then swim to higher heights. That's awesome. So the greatest gift, I'm going to have to go check that out. That sounds incredible. The um, ultimate, gift. ultimate gift. Ultimate gift on Netflix. Yeah. Yes. All right. You're going to love it. I promise you. you I It'll touch I, your soul. I love motivation. I love movies. You know, there's so much negativity in the world. I love watching anything that's inspiring and motivating like that. So I can't wait to see it. Uh, Crystal and Mark Hansen, Chicken Soup for the Soul, motivating, inspiring, ask. That is what it's about. It's that communication. So we're going to take a break. We've been, we're at point A. We're going to talk about how we get to point B. We'll be right back. Today's show is brought to you by Bubs Naturals, producers of the best collagen protein on the planet. How do I know? Well, I use it myself, and I am super stoked they partnered with us on our Moving the Needle show. Guys, life is about moving the needle, and Bubs is about moving the needle in your life. The reality is we're all slowly dying, and only through working out, good sleep, and good nutrition can we slow that aging process. And if you're like me, You've had a few crashes and collisions along the way. That's why I added Bubs to my morning routine. My JR Overcome Coffee has one scoop of Bubs Collagen and one scoop of Bubs MCT oil to get me going and to take care of my joints like my damaged elbow. As many of you know, in order to move the needle, you've got to be a point man for your life, setting the example, leading, building discipline and structure. Glenn Bub Doherty did this in his life, and Bubs Naturals is honoring Glenn. You may recognize his name because Glenn was a former SEAL and he was on the rooftop in Benghazi sacrificing his life. So Bubs is sacrificing by giving 10% of their profits back to charities. So guys, if you want to support a great company and if you want to support yourself, get 20% off your first order when you use promo code POINTMAN20 at BUBSNaturals.com. That's 20% off with promo code POINTMAN20 at BUBSNaturals.com. All right, what's up, everybody? You are on Moving the Needle. Today, we have Mark and Crystal Hansen of the amazing Chicken Soup for the Soul series. 
And I got to tell you, we were at that time, man, the after action for part one of our interview, as we always do. Man, so many amazing leadership lessons. And guys, I guarantee you, when you're listening to it, you kind of hear them. But until we dig into them, sometimes we just, we skim the wave tops. And it's only when we take that moment and we do that after action that we look at the current things that we're talking about and we start to think, how do I apply this in my own life? So one of the things right out of the gates we were talking about, for those who if are watching this in real time, if you're watching this years later, I got to tell you, we're going through the pandemic of 2020. And so many of us in the event industry, uh, myself included, saw a major reduction in our ability to get on stages and motivate and inspire people. And I love the fact that right off the bat, you know, Mark and Crystal had to adapt. And that is the key. If you want to be an elite performer, you cannot continue to run down the road because when things go wrong, if your plan is no longer working, you cannot keep executing that plan. You have got to pivot and you still have to be able to execute whatever your business strategy is, or at least shift to a new strategy. And that's what they talked about. They couldn't get on stages anymore. They couldn't get out there in certain ways. So they shifted to podcasts. And uh, their new book is all about asking those right questions. I think leaders, elite performers, they take a step back and they ask the right questions. If things are going wrong, what questions should we be asking for how to address them? Let's take a uh, step back. In the beginning, they were talking about several different things. They were talking about where they were in this life. And I got to tell you, there's so many people that are born into a certain demographic, or maybe they come from a certain area. Maybe their parents never went to college. Maybe their, their family never had money and they accept this is the best I'll ever have. That is a lie, guys. I don't care who you are. The greatness of America, the American dream still reigns true. And don't buy into the BS that's out there. Oh no, that it doesn't, it exists. There are so many people that have shattered that glass ceiling over and over again. I love the story of Mark. He talked about when he was a kid, he wanted this bike. They were super poor and he basically went out. He started his entrepreneurial journey, going door to door, selling Christmas cards. And he earned the money to find that bike. Crystal talked about how she was a young mom. She had a brand new kid. She went to the grocery store one day and as she's pulling out her food stamps, it hit her in the face and she was like, is this the best I will ever achieve? And I got to tell you, there are so many out there who will say, yes, this is the best I'm ever going to get. This is my life. And I shouldn't try and break out of this because I'm never going to be able to. That is a lie. No. Create your own life. Drive forward. Shatter that glass ceiling. Get off that X. Create that momentum. It is what it is all about. And that's what Crystal and Mark talked about. It's about asking the right question. She said, is this the best I'll ever have? And then she answered her own question. And she said, no, I am going to create my own future. She figured out, what are my talents? She figured out, you know, she had the ability to sell. She had the ability to do things. She went into real estate, and then she used those to make herself better. Mark did the same thing, this creative mind, this salesmanship mind. And he started writing these books with his friend, Chicken Soup for the Soul. Both of them 
chose their destiny. Both of them chose to get off the X and drive forward. Never settle. Keep pushing. Don't buy into the BS that you're never going to go beyond someone in front of you or never allow someone to put you in a box. Start thinking about how you can be better. Mark said something. I love it. Visualizing is realizing. So if you visualize where you want to be, you have a greater chance of getting there. Start thinking about where you want to be. Start thinking about having that better life. What you see is what you're going to get. It is not a guarantee, but I guarantee you this. If you sit there and you focus on the negativity and you say that you're never going to get there, I guarantee this, you'll be absolutely right. You will never get there. But if you focus on the positive and say, I'm going to drive myself forward, I'm going to figure out how to be better, like Mark and Crystal Hansen, you will start to move in that direction. If you want something, get off that X and go work to get it. It can happen. Man, there's so many millionaires and billionaires in this country that did that exact same thing. Oh, man. Another one of the things that really fired me up in this story was their story of Jim Stovall. Jim Stovall was a, a young, super talented football player. He was going to go on to the NFL. And then, oh, my God, he got, he got waylaid with a major life ambush. He went to the doctor and he was having problems seeing. And the doctor was like, Jim, I've got, I've got horrific news. You are going blind. And in a short period of time, he was. And man, I've been hit by these devastating ambushes. You know, the, the ambush that ended my military career, the ambush that ended my special operations career disabled me. But here's the good news, guys. Out of extreme adversity comes opportunity. Comes opportunity if you are willing to see it, if you are willing to lean into the adversity. And I love the fact that when Jim was first blind, he was sitting there and he went he went to someplace, some sort of uh, blind community uh, uh, network, and he was sitting there and he heard the TV in the background and he, he said to the girl that was there, I used to love to watch TV. I used to love to watch sports and I love to see that action. And then he said, pivotal question, ask the right questions. Why doesn't that exist? And all of a sudden, the girl next to him said, you're absolutely right. Why doesn't that exist? And they created it. And now it's used by hundreds of millions of people around the world. He created narrative TV. So you can, when bad things happen, you can lay on the X, you can drown in your own pity party. But if you decide to get off the X, never forget, you have a choice. You have a choice in how you're going to deal with that adversity. And so often comes amazing opportunities. All right, guys, that is part one. So many amazing pieces of information, so many pieces of positivity that can make you better in all aspects of your life that can help you move that needle. Let's jump into part two and hear more of what Mark and Crystal have to say. All right. All right, everybody, welcome back. And uh, it's so honored all of you could be here. We've got our amazing guests, Mark and Crystal Hansen. And uh, we are just talking about uh, Mark's series, Chicken Soup for the Soul. We are talking about their newest book, Ask, The Bridge from Your Dreams to Your Destiny, which is such an amazing thing because we, we were talking in the earlier segment about that communication, asking yourself, asking others, asking God, and all the doors it's open for both of you. So I want to ask you guys a question. The name of our podcast is Moving the Needle. What does moving the needle mean to both of you? To me, moving the needle means don't let yourself get stuck. 
Okay. If you're, when you get stuck, the needle, the needle's not moving, nothing's happening. And that's when all of those demons start to come in, you know, the depression, the hopelessness, you have to keep moving. And that's what asking does for you. You ask a question and listen for the answer. And you, all of a sudden you get a solution. You ask another question, ah, an, an illumination comes to you. Keep asking more questions. And finally you go, oh, oh, the plan's taking shape in my mind. And that's how we move the needle by always going back to the questions, asking the right questions, and then listening to what those answers are. Mark? When you said high lofty inspired, inspired gold, like we wanted, when we started Chicken Soup, we said, how do you sell a million and a half and a year and a half? And our publisher went, get out of here. You guys can't do that. But if you have a high target, if you don't have a target, you, you're useless as a, a sharpshooter or a sniper or, or somebody like me. But if, as long as I got a target, all of a sudden the waves come. And it's like when our publisher said, hey, your book's coming out April 28th. It's COVID. Do you want to push it back? We said, no, 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 no. Where you and I started talking, we the three of us before this began, we said, "Look, the life is a is about getting ambushed. So you got to take adversity and turn it into advantage. Take adversity, find the opportunity. Because yin and yang says crisis equals opportunity. So you got to ask yourself, what is the biggest opportunity right now that that no one else is seeing? And it, there's extraordinary opportunities that, like the new company you're building, and we're part of a couple companies are." literally going to change the world. We own an alternative energy company. It's got pop-up windmills that are going to be for forward bases, and we're going to help out the military greatly by having energy wherever they want it and need it. Oh, that's awesome. So, yeah, as so many people, we get we get locked down into the negativity. The, everybody around us is saying, we can't do this. It's It goes back to that victim mindset and just asking the right question. I love this idea of asking the right questions and understanding that it, it oftentimes it's not one question. Oftentimes you really have to ask, you, you ask one, you get an answer and then you realize, okay, I got to go deeper. I got to go deeper. I got to ask more. That's why we call it the asking journey. You know, it is, it is a forever journey and we're forever. It's the, the subtitle is the bridge from your dreams to your destiny. So if we want to keep moving toward our destiny we, and, and pull those dreams out of our heart to express them and toward our destiny, we just need to keep asking and we'll keep getting further along that bridge. And I got to tell you on that journey and, and across these bridges so often when you find someone who becomes uh, a, a teammate, you know, like in, in the SEAL teams, we have squads, we have fire teams, I mean, you just, you can recognize an individual merely by their silhouette and the way they move. And if you find the right person in your life like that, 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 that soulmate, that best friend, that business partner, it makes all the difference on that journey. And I know I am absolutely blessed to have an amazing woman that has helped me stay the course and get off the X. When I've been hit by these life ambushes, she's sitting in the room with me. I call her the long haired Admiral or LHA for short. Uh, so much so that everybody knows her online as the long-haired admiral. But uh, Mark, I'd love to know how has Crystal helped you to stay on course and move past those ambushes, and how have you guys helped each other? And how can others out there build relationships like you guys have to have such a strong team and be focused? First of all, I love the question the way you set it up. So I went through a really tragic, very painful, expensive divorce, and I said, well. You know, when you're young, you say, I just want a hot looking babe or, or a, he's got to be tall, dark and handsome, whatever that is. But 
I wrote down 267 things I needed. I asked myself, what do I need? We got to have exactly the same values. We got to have the spiritually the same values. We both got to be deeply into fitness. We both got to want to travel. She's got to own her own business because I can't have somebody marrying me for my wallet because I've done well. And, and it turns out I never told her that, but she came to a seminar I was doing called Author 101. We're at, at the night event and I'm surrounded with people asking me endless questions. And I see her over there and a lovely lady we later found out was from El Salvador. She's not drinking because she's ready to launch her book. Hits the red wine, wipes it off her white pants. I immediately heroically run over and say, hey, look, I know where the club soda is. And we get out of there. Long story, very short. I say, look. A, ni- uh, a knight in shining armor. Well well played, <laughs> sir. Well played. <laughs> I said, can I take you to, are you hungry? She said, yeah. It says 930. And I can't stay here because there's a thousand people that want to talk to me for two minutes. It isn't going to happen. So can I take you offshore here? And we went to the hot, top Hollywood restaurant. Long lines, Jason. I go, oh, no, and $100 won't get us in. So we walk in, and for those of you just listening and not able to watch this, my wife has got fluke recruitness just emanating out of every pore of her being as a former great model and TV person, all that. All right, Anyhow, all right. hang on, Mark. I got to pause. Now, I am an, I, I, in the SEAL teams, I would call myself a knuckle-dragging frogman. You just <laughs> used a word that I have no idea what it meant. So I would love to know, could you tell me that fluke uh, what? <laughs> no, it's it's your word for the day because I want you to have an invincible new guy. Please. Fluke, to have a fluke retreat, it means beyond beautiful, beyond exotic, beyond enchanting. And she's all those things. You 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 do you you meet it. And my wife, the long haired admiral, meets it also. So pluka trude. Luke yeah. Luke I loved it. Okay, so I interrupted. So we, Let's get up to, we get up to the maitre d' because we just walked straight there, and he gives up, and he looks at me, and he says, "Okay, I give up. Who is she? Thinking she's a movie star?" And his mind's going fast. He's going through People magazine, Instyle, Vogue, and he can't, he can't do it. He knows she's somebody, but he can't tell because she carries herself like you said with carriage. Emerson's old line: "Who you are, speak so loudly, I can't even hear what you're saying." Anyhow, I said. Remember, I teach Ask, the bridge from your dreams, your destiny. My destiny is to get a restaurant place. He said, you don't recognize her? Now he's really gone nuts. He says, okay, I give up. Who is she? Now, we're both Danish, so I'm joking around. I say, she's a queen of Denmark. Totally joking. He says, wait a second. She is. Who are you? I said, question again. Who travels with the queen? He says, oh, my God, you're the king. Hold on one second. And we got a table that fast. But yeah. once we're goofing, I can't take it back, right? Because the right. are off. I know. I thought we thought he, he just walked away and he didn't think he wasn't because we were joking. We thought he wasn't taking it seriously. All of a sudden, he's like, "Sir, we have your table right now." We're like, he didn't realize we were joking. <laughs> okay. okay, we'll roll with it. Well, now I know that I'm interviewing the king and queen of Denmark. I mean, that makes this even better. So from here forward, I will address you as king and queen. So thank you. I, I love this. Yeah. So, you know, you guys have built this relationship, though, and it, and, and it really does. I mean, I am so blessed with, with my wife and, and the team we have become. And a lot of people look to us. We're actually writing a relationship book now because so many people, we, we've been through a lot, obviously, a military career. Um, uh, my failure as a leader at one point was a real challenge for us. We had to navigate through that. And then, um, you know, obviously just being in special operations career, being severely wounded. Then we ran a business together. We had business obstacles that you guys have faced. So just 
finding that right person and you guys have found it. I mean, asking the right question. I, I Mark, I love uh, so many people. We do things too quick and I'm guilty. I'm so guilty. And as I get older, I'm starting to slow down and take a breath. It's actually one of the biggest things I'm trying to do with this new business and the founder. I'm like, Hey man, we got to slow down. We got to slow down. Uh, you know, ready, aim, fire, not fire, ready, aim. And you sat down and wrote down 267 things, words that you wanted your new spouse to have. And now look where you guys are today. Together, brand new book, motivating and inspiring others, teaching them how to ask the same questions. So. It's, it's amazing. And we know we're so blessed, Jason. I mean, because we both have had a different experience before. So I think whatever we went through before has made us uh, so much more grateful for each other because we recognize, you know, that things could be different and they have been different. And so like all the little things that we each do for and with one another and the fact that it just works so well. And we wake up every day really with our eye on the same prize and looking at life the same way, you know, that we want to contribute, that we want to make every day meaningful, joyful, not look for what's wrong, but look for what's right. We want to be super connected to God, um, right. And have our lives spiritually led all of those things that matter so much. So we know what it's like not to have that. So we're just so grateful to have it. If I may add. Please. So we're falling in love back in Costa Mesa and we're sitting at, at Mother's Market and we're just enchanted with one another. And the guy next to us is clearly a man of the collar, right? And he's a very senior guy. And he says, forgive me, I can see you guys are deeply in love. Do you mind if I talk to you? And, you know, like, I'm, you're not going to turn down a guy like that. So I said, sure. He says, well. I'm head of Billy Graham Ministries, and we've discovered over my 80 years, there's one thing that makes a marriage work and keeps it together. I, and, you know, that I <laughs> got to ask a question. Okay, what is the one thing? Right? <laughs> like in City Slickers, what's the one thing? He said, if you'll pray together morning and night out loud, your marriage will last forever. And, and we do an hour of prayer and meditation every day, and we sculpt our life forward. And then night before we go to sleep, not only we sculpt it for ourselves, but for our kids or grandkids. And you know, the leadership of America and the, and the whole country, because we really, America is the shining, you know, star on a hill that everyone's got to find. That, that lighthouse, Ronald Reagan's speech, I use that speech. Actually, I'll be talking about that speech on 9-11. You know, America is a shining, a shining city on a hill, and we need to recognize that. So I love that. Um, and, and we've talked about a lot of the high points. We talked about a lot of the high points, but life doesn't work that way. The life ambushes are coming. The hard times are coming. Mark, I mean, I was dumbfounded when I read this fact. Your first book, a book that later went on to sell millions of copies, was turned down not just five times, not just 20 times, <laughs> not just 50 times, 144 times, people. So what kind of perseverance did it take for you to, to, I mean, here you were, you were at point A and everybody in the world was saying, sorry, kid, you don't have it. But here you are now, 500 million copies later. What kept you going every time you heard no? Okay. Well, first of all, uh, Jack Canfield and I were a, a perfect team and I had to boy him up. I'm the sales marketing guy and he's third in his class, Harvard. He's a genius. I'm not questioning anything from Dr. Canfield, but I'm saying that I was the outside guy. He's the inside guy. He would oscillate a little bit. And I said, Jack, look, we got it written down. 
we get a picture that we're going to sell the number one salesman. We I interviewed the 101 best marketers, fiction and nonfiction. I didn't ask how to, you know, to Scott Peck, who went to Harvard with Jack. I said, Scott, don't, don't, I don't, I don't even know how to write. Tell me how you marketed and sold so many of a road less travel. I, I created a while of a business plan. I knew that it would work, but the numbers were so high to, to most people, they're outrageous. And we just read a line today by <clears throat> Michelangelo who said, it's not that we aim too high, it's that we aim too low and let ourselves hit it. And I thought, wow, what a great line. Nice. I've never read about Michelangelo. Anyhow, and so I wanted to do this. And, and so our agent even fired us, which I did, you didn't say, but it's true. And that lost him millions of dollars. Then, so Jack calls me up and said, hey, we're going to the ABA, American Bookseller. So we're going to sell the bring backpacks with three ring notebook. And that's why the numbers went so high because they're going to turn us up. The third day, the last guy reads it and said, I just cried on my silk shirt. I think I'll take it. If you guys will sell 20,000 copies and buy them at $6 each, which is useless, sort of a vanity press. But we did it. And then we went out and started selling and it went crazy. And if, if Crystal could say one more thing about Charlie. Oh, I love this story. You'll love this, Jason. So one of the guys that submitted a story for our book and it just came randomly. I'm like, this is so perfect for the book ask. So Charlie, Mark was already a very well-known motivational speaker and speaking across the country before Chicken Soup for the Soul. He was one of the like seven best speakers in the world or something. Anyhow, um, by Achievers International. So um, Charlie, he goes to speak at this mega church one day and um, he goes, Mark delivered this beautiful speech and we were all just so mesmerized and inspired by Mark. And then at the end of the speech, Mark stands up and he waves this paper, you know, this manuscript around. He says, this is my new book called Chicken Soup for the Soul. And I'm going to ask you all to pray with me now that this is going to sell. First of all, that we'll get a publisher to publish it and that we're going to sell a million copies. And so everybody's like, yes, let's pray for Mark. And they, they prayed that he would sell a million copies. They'd get the publisher. He goes, now I'm going to ask for one more thing. I'm going to ask you to fill out this order form and buy our book. Give us our, your credit card. And I promise you when it gets published, I'll send you your copy. And Charlie goes, it was the craziest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> we all filled out, put our credit cards on this order form for a book that didn't even exist. But Mark had inspired us so much <laughs> and delivered so much value. We felt like we needed to do it. Like he asked and we said yes. And uh, so I always say he's the boldest asker I've ever met. He just doesn't stop. He's a relentless asker. So it's a great lesson for all of us. Just keep asking relentlessly. And, and you know, on that note, I also want to say in the book, we have the seven roadblocks to asking. And it's so important that each one of us recognizes what our roadblock is, because we have each of us carries probably one, if not more of those roadblocks. When you recognize those, you can quickly start to overcome them and make them a thing of the past so that you can take this asking journey unencumbered. I know, I'm, I mean, so many of us are guilty in life, whatever things that slow us down from asking. And, and I oftentimes have to tell myself, hey, what's the worst thing they can say? No. Well, then you're no worse off than where you were before because you had no answer in the first place. So it, it is so true, so powerful. Oftentimes we ask and we get told no. And that's something that obviously you guys have encountered and all of us have encountered it. I mean, if you're going to put yourself out there, you're going to be told no a lot. And right now, 2020 is the year of uncertainty and stress. And people have been told no many times. You know, we're, we're told, no, you can't open your business. You're told, no, you can't go to the gym. You're told, no, 
you know, you can't be with your friends or, you know, and then on top of that, we have civil unrest, we have crazy uh, political discourse. So even without all of this, the obstacles people face along the way and they're told no, how can they fight that discouragement? How do they stay the course? Uh, you want to go first? I'll go first just yeah. real quick. First of all, what you said is we got to have a new 2020 vision, take off the scales and ask ourselves, what would I do if I could do anything? And the quickest, best example is Elon Musk. They tell him, you're going to shut down. You're not going to make any more cars. So he finds out we need ventilators. He immediately calls 3M company and said, you can't make them. I've got all the materials. i got 3D printing, humma, humma, humma. And he starts making them, but without telling the governor that that's what he was doing, he made 90,000 cars and became the number one car company in America. The point is, what you learned as a SEAL, and that's why I love you guys and love reading your book, you guys find an obstacle and you go over, under, around, or through. You don't let any obstacle get in the way, and no teammate is left back. I just, team needs together only achieves miracles. I love that last wham. Uh, yeah. Uh, Crystal, you got anything to add to that for the yeah, fighting yeah. that discouragement? Yeah, we have a couple of great stories in the book, but one that I want to tell you right now, um, it, it's just a great example. So this woman named Lynn Marquis came out of college wanting, knowing that she wanted to go into the um, nonprofit space. She just loved the idea of that. So she decided to put a, together a summer camp for kids, for disadvantaged kids that was really fantastic. So give their parents a big break and they could do all these wonderful things and learn. Well, it was really expensive for each kid because it was just such a, such a rich camp. So she got an opportunity to meet with, finally got an appointment with the richest woman in her city who controlled a very large family trust. And she was young and inexperienced. And she said she was so nervous when she walked into this woman's office. She was scared to death to ask for this because each, each camper, you know, was very expensive. So she said when it was so clear that she was scared, she was visibly shaking and stuttering. And um, so she said, I couldn't hide it. So I just admitted it. She goes, look, I'm really kind of nervous. Um, this means a lot to me. And uh, so forgive me if I, if I seem nervous. So she just got to put it out on the table right then. And the woman was very kind. She said, you know, no worries. Just sit down. Tell me, tell me what it is you're doing. So she explained the camp, all the benefits, what, what, you know, the children that it would benefit. So the woman said, well, how much is it? And she said, well, and then she got so nervous again. She, she goes, it's five. She goes, I literally stammered. I couldn't get the word out. It's $5,000 we're asking for it that's what it costs per kid. And she said, the woman said, okay. And how many kids have do you want to put in this camp? And she said, I was like 285. She said, okay, I will underwrite all of the camp. Wow. <laughs> nice. She said she was just in shock. And she said, so how much will that be? And then goes, uh, do you, I, don't, I don't know. Do you have a calculator? I, I can't <laughs> even figure it out. But what I'm saying is, we surprise ourselves. She was so scared. Okay. If she had given into her fear, this never would have happened. But she, sometimes you guys, we just have to step on our fear and crush it and move forward with some courage. Okay. Um, the fear, you're still going to feel it, but step on it, move forward because you don't know which person is going to be the one who gives you that answer that you're seeking. And it will, that person will be out there, whether it's the First time or the 144th time, 145th time, <laughs> right? It's uh, uh, Winston Churchill, you know, it goes back to the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. And it's true. I mean, it, or at least it is the biggest hurdle for so many people in their lives. I mean, they're afraid to move forward because 
they're afraid of themselves. They're afraid of, you know, negative reaction, what other people will think. They're afraid of what will actually happen if they accomplish what they want to do. What do I do now? So, so uh, on behalf of everybody listening, let me just invite you, uh, and I'm talking for Jason, and I'd never do that generally, but we are giving you full permission to confront your fears like he just said and make them all disappear. You agree? I agree. People need to know. Get off that X, man. Stop worrying about fear, you know? Uh, I, I get a lot of people who will say to me, oh, you're a Navy SEAL. You're never afraid. I hear that a lot. And I'm like, I'm afraid of all kinds of things, man. But the difference is, you know, that's what courage is. You know, we wouldn't have courage if there wasn't fear. You know, it's your ability to drive forward despite that. And, you know, it doesn't have to be, you know, courageousness to run into a firefighter or a burning building, but just courage to, to, to ask the right questions, as you guys say in your book. So you, that, that's the point. You got to ask yourself to cut through the fear because like the Jim Stovall story I got or, or my going 144 because we had plenty of people say to us, hey, look, you got a pile of pink slips here. The book publishing industry thinks you and Jack are idiots. What makes you <laughs> to do this? But when we did talks at, 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 you know, it's like you, when you do a talk, you know, if you're hitting a grand slam home run and people say, you have that story in a book. And we knew that the stories that we did worked. We had the feedback, the breakfast of champions, as you know. So, so we got to part the way of fear, and then it'll it'll ultimately disappear. And what we want everyone to do is have that courage, that strength the heart by asking. And it just we want everyone to read our book, and we ask them then to get one at Amazon because a lot of bookstores don't open yet. And then go to askthebookclub.com. And we're going to have a free book club, honey, because... Yeah, we just want to have this book club discussion. It'll just be a private group that we'll invite you to. If, but you know, get the book at Amazon.com. Go to askthebookclub.com. Um, let us know that you got the book and you want an invitation. And uh, let's come together and have a book club discussion. We think that's important for people. We want everybody to really get this and, and really understand how to keep going in their asking journey. And I'll tell you, there are so many powerful stories in this book. The beautiful thing about stories is they become metaphors for our own lives. Powerful. And, and that's how our brains think. Our brain, a metaphor is a pattern and our brains think in patterns. So as we read these amazing stories about people who have felt the same thing we did and felt the same unworthiness, the same discouragement, you know, the same fears, the same pattern paralysis, all of these roadblocks that we talk about in the book, which you can, you'll find out in the book, but um, we see how they got through that and pushed through it. And then when, when you do that, you say, you realize like, it, it's kind of a magical process. I can do that too. This is possible for me. It's possible for any one of us. So we just want to empower people in the most amazing way. As we all come out of this experience, let's come out stronger and better than ever by taking this asking journey together. Uh, I love it. So where, tell me one more time where they go at Amazon, obviously, to get the book, Ask, The Bridge from Your Dreams to Your Destiny. And then what is the book club page? And then go askthebookclub.com. Askthebookclub.com. Askthebookclub.com, yeah. All right. And is it uh, is there going to be a specific event for this or is it yeah. more of a... Yeah, I'll get an invitation to like, it'll be a, a, a private uh, chat room, like a private... Okay, yeah. Event. All right. I got one final question. We closed the show with this question. If you could, and, and uh, we discussed a little at the beginning, if you could summarize Mark Hansen with one word or Crystal with one word, or if you'd like to summarize your guys yourself as a team, what would that one word be to describe 
Mine would be enthusiasm. For me, enthusiasm is spirit within showing without. Uh, Attitude will overcome all. I love it. That positive attitude. And Crystal, how about you? So I'm describing one word for myself, right? Right. Truth. Oh, truth. Okay. We got truth and enthusiasm, man, two powerful words that we can go with. I, 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 and I'm going to elaborate on these in my wrap up at the end of the show. I love to go in and I love to dissect what, what you guys have talked about. You guys have delivered so much powerful content and it is amazing. People out there are struggling. We all are struggling. We're human. This journey of being human is hard. But uh, it is, it is. I mean, it's just, it's hard. We, we constantly get the negativity. We're constantly inundated with negativity around us and finding, be, surrounding yourself with the right people, people like you guys who are giving people the tools and a positive mindset to drive forward. I just love it. So, and, and I tell you what, truth and enthusiasm can go a long way in that journey. So, uh, man, I am honored to have you guys on. Once again, Ask, The Bridge from Your Dreams to Your Destiny is the new book by Crystal and Mark Hansen. You guys are getting it out there and you are spreading some motivation. There's no better time than right now in 2020. Set your new 2020. Uh, I want to thank you guys for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Oh, Jason, our pleasure. We, it's been a, such a joy to be with you. You're, you're really amazing. So thank you. I become a master at asking like you are. Hey, amen. Well, I don't know if I'm a master. I still have my moments too. So, but, uh, uh, I, you know, I think I'm pretty good though about getting off the X these days and just driving forward and saying, what have I got to lose? Let's go. Mark, give me, give me the word again. The beauty, the word that you described the queen of Denmark. (laughs) My wife emanates out flukritrudenessness. Pluka trueness. <laughs> I'm going to have to go write it down. So for those of you out there, my fellow knuckle draggers, you're going to be like, what? But I tell you what, you need to come watch. Watch the YouTube because uh, Crystal is stunningly beautiful. You guys are an amazing team. I want to say you. I want to say thank you one more time. Go check out their new book, Ask. It'll help you to get off that X. It'll help you to move that needle. Most importantly, it'll teach you to ask those right questions. All right, guys, welcome back. You are in part two of Moving the Needle. We are doing our after action review of the Moving the Needle podcast with Mark and Crystal Hansen. And um, I want to say, once again, a lot of fun pieces of information. I mean, when you really start to dig deep, when you look at how people are successful, when people achieve that elite performance, those needle movers out there, you know, there's all kinds of tidbits. And I tell you what, the thread is the same. They approach it differently. They may see things a little differently, but the path to get there is almost always the same. And one of the key things I picked up right out of the beginning, you guys might've heard the story, but the underlying theme that I heard is this life is short. Have fun in life. Look for these moments that you can have a good time. I love this story of how when they went to the restaurant and they're trying to get a table and they come up and, uh, and, and um, Mark was trying to be funny when they, you know, when they were trying to get a table and he said to the guy, yeah, she, don't you know who she is? Cause the guy was like, Oh, I feel like you look familiar. You know, she's this beautiful blonde. And Mark's like, yeah, she's the, she's the queen of Denmark. And the guy like believes him and he, they just wrote it. But these are moments like this where you can just have some fun in life. I mean, it's not, 
It's not hurting anyone. And hell, at that point, you're now able to tell everyone that you're royalty. So lighten up, have a little fun in life, recognize life is way too short. And I tell you what, those moments when you're at home with your spouse and you're like, your majesty, you know, those are the moments that make life fun and worth living. You know, don't be so serious all the time. So lighten up, Francis. All right. Now, I want to talk about how we build those teams. You know, when Mark talked about his relationship with Crystal, it's the same way that I talk about my relationship with the long-haired admiral. You know, you want to choose wisely in this life, and you have to be incredibly deliberate in building your team. You want to build incredibly positive people around you. You want to raise your kids to be positive. And most importantly, your innermost teammate is your spouse or your partner. And I got to tell you, you talk about deliberate planning and choosing wisely. (laughs) Mark said he wrote down 266 traits he wanted in a spouse and partner. I mean, that may be a little excessive, maybe a little OCD, but I tell you what, he knew what he wanted and he waited till he found that right person. In this day and age where people are divorcing, we're up to like a 60 to 65% divorce rate. And you don't wonder why so, so many people are unhappy Take that time. Choose wisely. Finding the right person can totally make the difference in your life. You want to move the needle more? I tell you what, finding the right person is a huge needle mover. Invest in that. Choose wisely. Invest in those relationships and watch it. Watch how successful you'll be. No different than Mark and Crystal. The next thing they started talking about was negativity and rejection. And this is a common theme. We hear it over and over again. And I guarantee almost everyone we have on this show is going to talk about the negativity, the adversity, those moments when they got on the X. And the, the, the Chicken Soup for the Soul book series, half a billion, half a billion copies. You guys, I cannot stress to you how amazing this is. My book was a New York Times bestseller. I don't know what we're at, maybe 150,000 copies, maybe 200,000 copies. And, and that is doing very well. Uh, but when you talk about a million copies, and then, yeah, when you talk about 500 million copies, that is global, global impact. But at the beginning, when they first shot that book, 144 times rejected. So what are you going to do with that? You're just going to lay down? I mean, 144 is excessive. You know, but they did not back down. Success so often is determined by getting back up. You get knocked down, you get back up. That is the essence of the overcome mindset. And that is exactly how you move the needle. Slowly, surely, tiny, tiny, tiny little increments. But every time you get up, you build more resiliency within yourself. So many people can only get knocked down so many times until finally they don't get back up. Don't be one of those people, because if you don't get back up, your needle will not move. Needle movers always get up. Set those big goals. Be relentless going after them. Don't be afraid to ask for help along the way, but no matter what, focus on that. All right, guys, I'm going to close with their two words. I love them. Mark's word was enthusiasm. Crystal's Crystal's word was truth. And I'll tell you what, with that combination and leadership, you know, this life is hard. Enthusiasm, positivity, your attitude, all of these things make the difference. What is enthusiasm? It is your ability to, to drive forward, to be relentless with your motivation. I would any, think about people you've worked for that lacked enthusiasm, that were not proactive, that were not positive. Nobody looked forward to working for people like that. 
we want to work with people like that. And if you make yourself that way, it makes people want to follow you. And then Crystal's part about truth. I love this, man. You've got, first, there's truth in this life that we live as leaders. And I'll be honest, I made this mistake when I was younger as a leader, and I, I, I try very hard not to do anymore. I'm try, I try to be very careful with my words and not convey false hope to somebody or, or, or come across to somebody that I'm going to do something when I really don't want to do it, or maybe I don't think it's a good idea. I think there's a lot of people out there that do that. They just want to say something to make you feel good about yourself, but then it creates this false belief system. I, uh, I now do my best to try and say no if I know I can't do something. I don't say yes. That is truth. That is honesty with the people around you, and it's being honest with yourselves honest with what we need, what we want, and honest with the time we have to dedicate to a problem. So guys, be enthusiastic, be honest, be truthful with the people around you, guard your time, guard your, your talent, your treasure. And I tell you what, there will be more and more people that want to follow you and be a part of what you do because of your enthusiasm and truth. These things in this podcast, Martin Crystal Hansen, so many lessons, you know, smashing success with Chicken Soup for the Soul and uh, their new book, Ask. So guys, follow these things. I guarantee, guarantee you will move the needle in your life just a little more. All right, guys, we're going to wrap up this show. Another amazing podcast, Moving the Needle with Jason Redman, our guest today, Mark and Crystal Hansen. I want to give a big shout out to the Ironclad Content Network for helping me put this amazing show out. You can follow me on all the socials. I am most active on the IG. You can find me at Jason Redman WW. If you reach out to me and send me a message, I almost always respond, but I will tell you, I'm getting more and more messages. Thank you, fans. And uh, sometimes it takes me a little longer to respond, but I always do my best. It's me that answers those. And guys, most importantly, if you like this show, if you like moving the needle, you need to go. I need you to go to the Apple podcast platform. I need you to click on that subscribe. I need you to leave that five-star review. I love this show. It helps me get off the X and move the needle in my life. And then I want you to share it with a friend because sharing is caring. I'm Jason Redman. This is Moving the Needle and I am out. <laughs>